there, and welcome to another episode of Inside HSC. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sermon. And we are very excited to be joined by our special guest, Dr. Mike Kennedy, the Assistant Dean for Admissions in the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Kennedy. Well, thank you, Taylor. Welcome. <laughs> we are so glad that you have joined us today. <laughs> We, we're having um, too much fun here. We are having too much fun here, um, but we're going to focus today on the um, on TCOM, the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine, and then also just the the DO program in general. So, can you tell us just a little bit about your background and how you became involved with TCOM at the UNT Health Science Center? Actually, I came to TCOM in 2000, so I've been here for 23 years. So I started here as an assistant director for recruitment in the admissions office, and I've been here quite a while, and now I'm an assistant dean for admissions. So I've seen a lot in those 23 years in terms of the school's growth and what's happened here in the state of Texas. And it's my first job in medical education, and it's been a privilege to be a part of it. Absolutely. And so you said, you already said, um, that you've seen a lot in 23 years. First of all, that's a long time. That is a long time. That's a long time to be at one institution. Yeah, when they talk about fractions of a century, then you know you've been here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, over that fraction, almost fraction of a century, um, you've seen a lot. Um, And so how would you describe the curriculum and approach to medical education here at TCOM? Well, uh, we use, we've been using for some time what we call an applications model. And it means essentially we're taking this body of knowledge we know as medical science. And this is t- medical science spans any medical school in the country. But we take it and put it into an applications base. So we're, we're really taking that and le- teaching students how to apply that knowledge in patient cases. So patients present with problems. So a good example is chest pain. And not all chest pain cases are going to be cardiac. They're going to be a number of different problems. But it's teaching the students not only all the physiology and anatomy, but also teaching a student understand patients presenting with chest pain. What condition can it be? But it's also about how do I figure out the right diagnosis? So there are things you got to learn about patient history, mm-hmm. patient test, lab test. You got to learn about interviewing your patient. So you have to learn all these different things to narrow down, do that differential, get to the right mm-hmm. diagnosis. Then we got to teach you about treatment of that. And so, but I think there are other parts that sometimes we always hear about diagnosis and treatment, but also prevention, which is a part of the osteopathic philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about that. We also want to talk about management. Uh, some people present with chronic conditions and they're not necessarily curable, but you want to manage it so the patient has a better quality of life, better uh, longevity into their lifestyle. So those are the kinds of things we want to put in our curriculum. Other parts are going to be that clinical application. We are very hands-on mm-hmm. orientation type of medical school. We want our students to be excited about patient care and getting involved with that. So. That's going to be running parallel, at least in the first two years. You're going to run parallel with your your science courses. The last two years, somewhat very traditional. Uh, You're going to have your clinical rotations in hospitals and clinics. Um, Core rotations are done in hospitals and clinics throughout the state of Texas. Electives, you have a lot of opportunities there in your third and final year, your fourth year. So that's kind of where we are going um, as a school, uh, we think that model works. Uh, it's it's shown up pretty well in our 
our student performance national examinations like board exams or clinical uh, exams that are related, clinically related exams. Well, very good. So you kind of you kind of already hinted at some of the things, but what specifically sets the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine apart from other medical schools? Well, I, th- I think the first thing when I first uh, I would say is going to be an osteopathic school. Right. <laughs> um, I know that sounds simple, but uh, when, in 2000, when I, when I arrived here, we were the only DO school in the state. So, so every time when you're presenting. You have, to, you have two chores. You have one chore to explain what a DO is, and then you have another chore to talk about what your medical school does. <laughs> <laughs> so where everybody else doesn't have to do that. But it's actually an important part of that is ex- educating the, popula- the public, people that are interested in medical school. They want to know. Uh, they want to know that they, many don't know there's a difference, mm-hmm. that, that they see a doctor walk down the hallway, they're wearing their white coat, and they have their – unless they're looking closely at their ID badge or their white coat initials, Nobody's really noticing a complete difference off the top. Um, so we are distinctive that way, that we teach with a distinctive philosophy mm-hmm. of osteopathic medicine. Um, what the nice thing now is there's more osteopathic schools and more and more people becoming interested. Um, I can tell you over the time I've been here, uh, we're starting to see more and more people apply to our schools, and they've had experiences with osteopathic physicians. They have worked with a DO. They've shadowed a DO. Um, they volunteered with a DO. They've done some experiences. They've taken time to seek that out a little more than they used to. So that kind of that's one of those distinctive things. I think that our institution is a, has always been a core teaching value type of place more of a student-centric kind of approach to education. Um, we're 50 years old as a school. And it, for some schools, it's a long time in this state. A lot of schools are younger than that. But we've always held on to that value that, that we want to be education, teaching-focused. Um, we want to uh, – the faculty want to invest in student success here. And I think when prospective students come here, they see that in the culture. When they visit with faculty, they visit with students, that there's relationships built. There's a community that's built here on this campus. I don't want to say it's unique, but it is special here uh, in that regard. When you compare it to some of the other programs that people talk to us, they say, when I come to TCOM, I find this so inviting. Everybody is so nice. Everybody feels comfortable here to talk and express themselves. And, and we want to keep that going. And it's been going on for 50 years, and we want to see that continue on. We have faculty that have been here for 40 40 years or so, and they've handed down this sort of, uh, of tradition going forward. I think that's always going to be a part of our institution. Wow. That makes me want to change career trajectories and go to medical <laughs> school. <laughs> but, no, that's that's very real and very important, feeling welcomed, feeling relatable uh, or related to. Um, and you already kind of touched a little bit about uh, those unique characteristics of TCOM. Uh, but can you also tell us about those opportunities where students get hands-on experience um, and interaction with patients while they're here in medical school? Okay. Um, well, in the first two years, that's probably last two years. Typically, it's very clinic-heavy. So you're in a hospital, you're in a clinic, you're with those physicians, you're with that staff. So um, usually, most people want to kind of know how that first two years, and, and we work with a variety of different things. Um, one is standardized patients. So we will kind of practice. We want to teach 
students to learn through practice with standardized patients. That way we sort of like get those encounters in sort of a controlled environment, so to speak. And our standardized patients, are all they pretty much volunteer to do this. They and, uh, they get into the room. They've done it for years, and they sort of – and actually, in the beginning, they sometimes help out their students. They're, like, pointing somewhere. <laughs> like, or, like, don't forget this. <laughs> so, uh, ask me about that. And so, you know, I say that kind of teasingly, but they, they, they just sort of, like, they're all, they're all rooting for you right. uh, to, to learn those things. Um, but our standardized patients are great. They, you know, no, a number of them have – been doing it for years, and they, they sort of work with our students, and we work with the conditions. We sort of give a, a student sort of an outline of what, what mm-hmm. we expect them to do, um, and they start learning, practicing those skills there. But we also, our students get out in the community a lot, and, that, and that's something we're re- I'm really proud of. When you start to see students, and especially a lot of these are become, started as student initiatives. So one exciting part was uh, a program home, uh, working with the, it's a program, health screening program with the local homeless community. And uh, I, I have been here long enough to see when it started. And it actually started with a couple of med students. And now it's part of our, part of our educational experience. It's embedded in there. So where our students will go out to the local homeless shelters and do health screenings. And they're sort of getting hands on. They're starting to see patients in these sort of situations that are very difficult challenges. Um, not just medically, but also from a socioeconomic background, and we and it's for underserved communities. There's another program that, that recently got some attention in the local press was our refugee health initiative. Um, Fort Worth is a destination of a lot of refugees from around the world, and sometimes people don't know that. And and our students are going out there twice a month, putting up basically I call it kind of pop up clinics. You know, they have because. Famously, it'll have be a pop-up tent or something, mm-hmm. and they'll do health screens, and they're not they're not asking any information about the, the the person's background. So sometimes people are a little intimidated by that. They don't know what if I'm giving up information. We just right. want to help you, uh, and that's what the, those students are doing. You know, they want to get out and help with people. They have faculty supervising, so they're making sure that we're not they're not doing anything wrong. So, um, but they they want to not just medically kind of make sure their screenings are going okay, but maybe acquaint them with some resources in the community that can help them out because uh, there's not – the needs are vast. Um, and I think those are a couple examples. Students are always doing those kinds of things, whether it's working with local uh, school children, uh, teaching things, or educational outreach. Uh, those are other programs that are not clinically related, but they are impactful to, to go out and tell a child – that they could be a doctor. Um, and you might be familiar a week ago um, that the, the Black Men and White Coast Youth Summit was here on campus. And, you know, we had hundreds of people here. And, and we're trying to inspire a new generation of doctors. And, and for someone to go home and think, maybe I want what I want to do with my life. I want to give back as a physician. And I know I can do this. Someone out there believes in me. And those are, those are going to be the things that are really going to be important to, as a student coming here, we, our expectation is you do give back mm-hmm. uh, and carry that through your career. Um, and a lot of our students love it because uh, med school is tough. It's a lot of hours of studying, a lot of hours of work. And to do this on top, but they've, they're here Saturday mornings. A lot of times you'll see them. They're, they're very excited about what they're going to be doing that day, uh, helping out. Very good. So... I know that we've discussed uh, many ways, at least on this podcast, um, 
that HSC really values that applicable and authentic learning. So can you talk a little bit about how TCOM prepares students for the challenges that they will face as practicing osteopathic physicians? Okay. Um, I think one of the more one of our more recent initiatives in our curriculum, uh, content-wise, was the introduction of health system science into our curriculum. And I think that's an important thing to talk about because one of those things that does, does differentiate us a little bit. There's not many schools talk about talk about this. A lot of people equate medical school again with diagnosis and treatment, learning about diseases, learning about care of patients, and that's important. But also, you got to learn the context of the system you're practicing in. So how does a hospital um, conduct itself on a daily basis? What are all those pieces that are moving from, um, from the front door to the patient discharge? What is going on there? How can things be better mm-hmm. are important. So to have that understanding, which sometimes, I'll be honest, I, over the years I've heard this from uh, when you go to a hospital or something, they talk about the need for medical students to learn these things. And so... Mm-hmm. We've been addressing that in our curriculum, putting those components in there. So the health system science component is very important. One of those key elements is patient safety. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a, a unique school in the sense that we offer the what we it's called this. You will see it on the white coat of students and faculty called the CPPS, which is Certified Professional in Patient Safety. Uh, certification. We are the only medical school that has students in the, in the whole world that actually do uh, can't earn that credential. Very uh, nice. So, uh, something that our our, our our dean is very passionate about. Our, the president, who's now chancellor, yeah. uh, was very passionate <laughs> about patient safety because sure. learning about process improvements or quality improvements because mm-hmm. preventable harm is a very dangerous, very important subject in healthcare right, right now. Right. Um, understanding that mistakes do happen, but learning how to fix those things. So for me, especially a student who's a young professional and even not just in age, but just in experience, um, going to a school that's going to teach me to be aware of that would be very important because I'm going to go out and be a resident. Um, I'm new to the, the practice of medicine, but I'm going to be consciously aware that my decisions and how that's impacting how the care of that patient, how the, how the process is going in terms of their the orders I'm giving, the medications I'm prescribing, well, how are those things impacting? Uh, or am, I, am I making the right and safe decision? So mm-hmm. that opportunity is not everywhere. It's here, though, um, which I think that's an important part of that young career starting out. And then you also have things like research. Students are very engaging in research. I know we'll talk about that probably a little more. But students have that opportunity to do some research uh, to build that sort of scholarly interest in their career. Um, students are involved in their um, professional societies as well. So there's a number of different things inside the classroom, outside the classroom. Wow. And those are all truly applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, you know, for somebody that's on the other side of the examination table as a patient, I definitely want somebody that can yes. uh, <laughs> see me as an individual <laughs> and relate to me and not just, you know, just spout out um, conditions or, you know, be thinking about symptoms that I have and I'm showing and thinking about their textbook, you know, and see me, visualize right. me, <laughs> see me. 
Well, this has definitely been um, a great conversation so far, and we still got more to come. Uh, and so, Dr. Kennedy, uh, we thank you so much for part one of this discussion. Uh, and for all of our listeners, please feel free to tune in to part two of this conversation with Dr. Mike Kennedy on Inside HSC. And until then, I'm Brandon Sermon. And I'm Taylor Rogers. And we'll see you on the next episode of Inside HSC.